This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, this is Jeff Fisher. We'll get to the podcast. First, though, what if there was a progressive liberal phone company targeting conservative candidates and organizations? Would you want to switch to a conservative phone company to help fight against their liberal agenda or do nothing and accept that as the cost of owning a phone? Well, now you can take action. That's why Patriot Mobile was created. Patriot Mobile offers nationwide talk, text, and high-speed 4G LTE data and donates up to 5% of your monthly bill to a conservative organization of your choice. You get the same quality service, the latest and greatest phones, along with competitive prices. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Blaze or call 877-367-7524. Finally, a mobile phone company that supports the conservative values that you believe in. PatriotMobile.com slash Blaze or call 877-367-7524. PatriotMobile.com slash Blaze. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello. Happy fall. Yes, it's fall. Thursday morning. It switched over just like a just like a light switch. Boom. Hello, summer to fall. Of course, if you live in Texas, where I live, you had no idea because just around the corner is the surface of the sun. No matter which way you turn, surface of the sun. But hey, it is falling, perhaps, perhaps it'll cool down in some of the warmer states around the country soon. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming along for the ride today. Um, a lot of a lot a lot of stuff to get to today. Um, first and foremost, let's we'll start with the big story. But I want to talk about that. I want to go into we're going to go in depth next hour uh, and get your thoughts and see exactly how you feel. Um, wow, was there a lot of emotion yesterday over this headline? Um, I'll read you the headline, and then I'll read a little bit to you, but we'll go into depth next hour because it is absolutely amazing to me, okay? The headline says, actually it doesn't say, it reads, Cruz makes it official, endorses former rival Trump. That's the headline. In a lengthy Facebook post Friday afternoon, Cruz said that he will cast his vote in November for Trump after many months of careful consideration, of prayer, and searching his own conscience. I've made this decision for two reasons. First, last year I promised to support the Republican nominee, and I intend to keep my word. Second, even though I have had areas of significant disagreement with our nominee, and I would, no, I'm not going to comment, I'm just reading you what he said. Uh, Even though I've had areas of significant disagreement with our nominee, by any measure, Hillary Clinton is wholly unacceptable. That's why I have always been never Hillary. 
The Texas senator continued to lay out six key policy differences that informed his decision to eventually vote for the man he once referred to as utterly amoral and a pathological liar. These policy issues included the Supreme Court, national security, the Affordable Care Act, immigration, energy, and Internet freedom. Now, did he endorse Donald Trump? Well, in a sense, yeah, he did. Um, Although he didn't say, I endorse Donald Trump and I am a Trumpster and Donald Trump is the man, he did say that he would cast his vote for Donald Trump, which I am absolutely amazed. I didn't think he would do it. I didn't think he would do it. So if you have some comments about that, next hour, 888-900-3393, I'll take your comments. We'll read some of the Facebook posts, some of the tweets. Amazing. We'll talk to Steve Dace, who is, uh, you know, one of the biggest uh, anti-Trump guys and pro-Cruz guys. And um, it's been almost 24 hours. Um, we've had uh, we've had the news, and we'll see how uh, we'll see how Steve is how digesting the news. I'm guessing, I'm just guessing that yesterday he didn't hadn't even eaten it. He was sick, so we'll see if he's actually put some down today and felt a little bit better. We'll read the entire Facebook post from Senator Cruz and uh, let you know exactly. You know what he had to say and how he feels. And I can tell you that I, whew, man, I didn't think he'd do it. I didn't think he should do it. I think it's a mistake. But hey, that's just me. Now, of course, we have the Donald Trump Hillary Clinton debate coming up uh, Monday, the first one. I've got to tell you, the only reason I'm looking forward to it. Is it's kind of like, you know how you watch traffic go by and you think, man, if there was an accident right now, I'd just sit here and watch the accident. That's kind of where I'm at. It's kind of a boxing match. You watch the boxing match and sure, there's skill. And sure, you want to see dancing around. And sure, you want to see both boxers, you know, throw a couple of punches and, uh, you know, get themselves straightened out. But really... You're waiting for one boxer just to smash the other boxer. And that's what I'm waiting to see. I want to see if one can do it. I got to tell you, I don't know if there's going to be any boxing smashes with each other. I don't know if the gloves will come off. I don't know if we'll leave the gloves on. The most important thing is this debate, Monday, is going to be divided into six Segments, about 15 minutes each on major topics, selected by NBC Nightly News anchor Lester Holt. I think Lester is going to surprise people. I think he's going to take the bull by the horns, this bad boy. It's going to be at Hofstra University in New York. It was supposed to be in Ohio, uh, but uh, Wright State University said, "Um, you know what? Uh, This is going to cost us too much money. Um, Have a nice day. We we, We can't do this. So uh, Hofstra said, now we got it. Now, 
the moderator, Lester Holt, will open up each segment with a question, and each candidate gets two minutes to respond. The candidates will then have an opportunity to respond to each other, and, of course, Lester will use the balance of the time of the segment for deeper discussion on the topic. Most importantly, uh, there are no commercial breaks scheduled. Scheduled. Okay, So maybe they put in an emergency cough light, commercial light button on the podium, so if a candidate is starting to feel... They need a break. They push that button and NBC goes, this is NBC News. And they go to a break. And they go to a promo. Or they show the camera outside and say, this is what's going on in New York now. And they break away from the stage. I don't know. But one thing that Trump is good at, he'll get enough rest, he'll be up there, and he'll be standing strong. He proved that. He's proven that. Uh, Hillary, not so much. She needs to come through with flying colors and look like she's ready to go another 12 rounds when it's over. Because if she gets, I mean, any kind of woozy, any kind of coughing attack, anything, it's over for her. Trump will, I mean, the only saving grace is this could be where um, Al Gore steps in, right? If she goes down, if she's woozy, uh, you know, we if we hear Donald Trump go, you don't look so good, we need to get you a chair, and goes and gets her a chair or something to sit down on, <laughs> which would be fantastic to watch. I don't wish any bad badness on Hillary. I don't want her to be sick. I don't want her to be any of that. But she is. I think we all know that. After that little 9-11 attack where they carried her into the van, wow. That is not good. Okay. And I really am still confused at why she wants to be president if she's sick. I have personally dealt with an elderly and other elderly human beings in my life, aside from myself. And I know that look. And I know that I can't walk look. And I know that I'm going to need to help and almost carry look and feeling. And she had it at the 9-11 fall, let alone watching some of the other pictures that have come out as they're, you know, walking up the stairs. The one shot was they're walking up the stairs and everybody is watching her feet go on the stairs. Now that's, you know, they're supposed to take care of her. I got it. But nobody wants her to trip and fall. But most of the time, if a human is considered healthy, going up a, you know, a small flight of stairs doesn't get the full-on attention of everyone looking at your feet to climb the stairs. That comes from people who are used to seeing that human being have trouble with stairs. And I am well aware of that situation. So I hope they have her all all IV'd up. 
all throat lozenged up, and they ought to have an IV with water in one arm and an IV with throat lozenge anti-cough syrup in the other and just have her ballooned out with that juice. And then put her in a NASCAR suit so that she can... She doesn't have to go to the bathroom. None of it. So she can just stand there and look strong. Because man, oh man, one wobble. I mean, I know that most of you believe that cankles wobble and don't fall down. But (laughs) if cankles wobbles at all on this debate, it could be over. That's devastating for her. Devastating. So it'll be fun to watch. I'm, I am looking forward to it. I'm not necessarily looking forward to hearing what they have to say. Oh, dear Lord. Do I not care what they say? I do kind of care what they say. I don't want to hear it, really. Because they both are leading us down paths I don't want to go down. So we'll see. I mean, Monday's the big one. You have the, you know, October 4th, you've got the vice presidential debate, and then you've got one, you know, two or three other debates scheduled um, in October. But if she, if Kankles wobbles and falls down on this coming Monday, by October 9th, Donald Trump made debating Al Gore. He may step in Al and say, uh, uh, um, Al, we need you and you're, uh, you're going to be running for president. You're going to step in. Al would put up a fight. Although now people are probably will say, Jeff, it's not going to be Al Gore. It's going to be Joe Biden. Okay. Okay. Whatever you think. But somebody, one of those two guys are going to step in. It's not going to be Elizabeth Warren. It's got to be somebody that's known strong and can stand up to Donald Trump. And those two men, Al Gore and Joe Biden, are the two that can do it. And it might be too late because Donald will be able to play that off as nice to see the second team showing up tonight. (laughs) He is going to drive these guys. I'm telling you. Just, you can quote me. If if Kankles even wobbles, let alone falls, on Monday night, <laughs> it is over. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Hey, this is Jeff Fisher. Let me tell you about this, and then we'll get to the show, okay? If you're in the market for a new mattress, Casper.com slash Fisher should be the next website you visit. Casper created one perfect mattress that sold directly to you at a shockingly fair price, eliminating the need to endure one of those commissioned salesman mattress stores with inflated prices. Casper shipped for free right to your door. Delivered in a sleek, how the heck did it fit in their box? You just let it unfold, and there you have it. One of the most supportive sleep surfaces ever designed, hassle-free. Casper, made in America. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. 
Obsessively engineered with breathable latex and memory foams that are combined for just the right sink and just the right bounce. Try Casper for 100 nights risk-free. You don't love it? They'll pick it up, refund you everything. Right now, get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash fisher. Casper.com, promo code Fisher. Terms This is the Jeff Fisher Show. That it is. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can get in line for next hour, because next hour I want to see how you feel about the cruise announcement yesterday. Uh, of course, uh, you just heard Michael Pelka on this broadcast. Coming up immediately following me is Lawrence Jones, and then Mike Slater and Joe Pags on the Blaze Radio Network. You can follow me on Twitter, at Jeffy MRA. Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, and Instagram, at Jeffy MRA. Now, of course, it's... We're here Saturday morning, and what happens on Friday? What happens on Fridays? Oh, I know. The government just, eh, they just release information hoping that it just goes away over the weekend. Well, 189 pages the FBI released includes uh, some of Clinton's closest aides. Yes, that's correct. FBI officials released 189 pages from its year-long investigation of the Hillary Clinton Email controversy. (laughs) And we find out in this particular Friday dump, President Barack Obama used a pseudonym in email communications with Hillary Clinton and others, according to the FBI records. (laughs) More released was some of Clinton's closest aides, Uma Abedin, Cheryl Mills. And even uh, Marcel Lazar. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, that's right. Guccifer. Oh, what? You share communication with the hacker Guccifer? Oh, that's all. Don't worry about it. I love the, uh, in an April 5th, 2016 interview with the FBI, Abedin was shown an email exchange between Clinton and Obama, but the longtime Clinton aide did not recognize the name of the sender. Once informed that the sender's name is believed to be the pseudonym used by the president, Uma explained how exclaimed, "How is this not classified?" Abedin then expressed her amazement at the president's use of a pseudonym and asked if she could have a copy of the email. <laughs> uh, so even the right hand. How is this not classified? Hmm. <laughs> Now, Guccifer uh, said that he never hacked the Clinton server, but he said it in, in a Fox News interview that he had hacked the Clinton server. Then he says now he lied on the Fox News interview. Okay. Okay. No problem. Um, I believe you now. Will this come to haunt Hillary? Certainly doesn't look like it. How is this going to affect the debate? Can Trump use the information? Maybe. Maybe he can wiggle it in a little bit. 
But since he, you know, we'll see. We'll see if he actually, if he actually, you know, studies a little bit, gets ready for the debate, a little practice. He, uh, from time to time, thinks he's too good and doesn't need to do that. So, you know, maybe he doesn't. Earlier in the week, we found out that the inspector general's office found out that 858 individuals from the special interest countries, uh, those are countries that are threats to the nation, uh, those 858 should have been deported. They were granted citizenship. Now, when you think to yourself, what? 858? Yeah, uh, not so fast. Um, Gosh darn it. Um, An additional 953 individuals um, that the inspector general couldn't determine if there was a problem with the fingerprint record specifically. So those should have been deported as well. Yeah, so the total is now 1,811 individuals. Uh, granted citizenship, who should not have been, 1,811 individuals. And if you're the Gary, the numbers guy, uh, 11 is the last set of numbers, and then 1 plus 8 plus 1 plus 1 equals 11. Holy crap, it's a double 11. Uh, The Department of Homeland Security responded to the report. You know, we'll review all the 1,811 individuals uh, out of an abundance of caution. You think? You think? Ugh, these freaking people. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. How are you? Good to see you. Thanks for coming along for the ride today. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA. All right. So let's go around the country and just kind of touch on what's happening around the country. Don't forget we have the uh, NYC New Jersey bombings. Uh, some of the headlines for that are the bombing suspect's family may have also had pro-jihadist views. No kidding. Um, my favorite, one of a couple of really cool stories, uh, not really cool stories, just fascinating stories uh, from the events, was the suitcase and the backpack. Um, yeah, times are not tough at all when you have a suitcase sitting uh sitting on the sidewalk and people come along and go, man, that's a nice looking suitcase. I don't care what's in it. Let's open it up. Nah, it's just some kind of pressure cooker or something. Throw that thing away. I want the suitcase and walk off with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Times. How many times have you said to yourself as you walk down the street, that's a suitcase here. Man, that's a, that's a nice looking suitcase. Although I will say I probably would have looked myself. Those are the times when you see stuff like that and you think, 
That's the suitcase of money from the drug lords I could take. I mean, you see those bags and suitcases on the side of the road? I mean, it's tough not to stop to look. Because if that's the bag of money, that's the one for you. And then, of course, the homeless guy with the backpack. I don't buy a candle or something. I don't know what those are. It's a nice-looking backpack, though. Okay. Thank you. And then we have the Tulsa shooting. Police officers being charged. We'll see how that comes out. Um, And then you have the Charlotte unrest and the shooting. There's new video from the wife, or said to be his wife, uh, the man who died in Charlotte. Um, I have to tell you, I just watched, I didn't watch the entire video, but I just started watching um, some of the video on theblaze.com from the cell phone footage. Uh, it does not make the police look bad at all. I'm sorry. Uh, I know the person behind the phone. I didn't listen to the audio. They have captions uh, underneath. Um, And the caption is, he better effing live. I can't believe. I ain't going nowhere. I'm in the same damn spot. Um, He better not effing die. Uh, And the closed caption on the video that I watched, also you hear the police, she is yelling. Uh, He ain't got no gun. She's yelling for him to get out of the car and roll down the window and don't let the police break the window. And she's saying he ain't got no gun. The police are saying, put down the gun. Put down the gun. Um, But why let the facts get in the way of a good good riot, right? Ah, Don't let the facts bother you. Get in in trouble with the... eh, No, no, no. No. A black man was shot by the police, so let's riot. Is that where we're at? Really? Is that where we're at? Okay. All right. And then we get this news out of Massachusetts. Massachusetts court rules black men may have good reason to flee police. Tuesday ruling by the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court. Said the Boston Police Department's record of bias against black men means that innocent black men may have legitimate reasons to flee from officers. Really? In other words, if a black man flees an approaching police officer, that wouldn't necessarily be enough to justify reasonable suspicion in stopping and interrogating him. Under the U.S. Constitution, reasonable suspicion is the minimum standard that allows law enforcement officers to conduct brief stops and detentions. The court threw out the conviction of Jimmy Warren, who was arrested in 2011 on charges of unlawful possession of a firearm. Officers were searching suspects in a break-in, approached Warren and another man because they believed they fit the description of the suspects. 
the description was black men wearing dark clothing. Warren fled. The officers pursued him on foot and arrested him. Though they found no evidence that he was involved in the break-in, then they did allegedly find an unlicensed firearm in his possession. The ruling found that Warren simply being a black man wearing dark clothing, which could apply to countless people in Boston, was not enough for officers to have reasonable suspicion to stop him. Additionally, the court ruled that Warren fleeing also was not cause for reasonable suspicion, since there could be a good reason for an innocent black man to want to avoid Boston police. We do not eliminate flight as a factor in the reasonable suspicion analysis whenever a black male is the subject of an investigative stop. However, in such circumstances, flight is not necessarily probative of a substance, state of mind, consciousness, or guilt. Rather, the finding that black males in Boston are disproportionately and repeatedly targeted for field interrogation and observation. These encounters suggest a reason for flight totally unrelated to consciousness of guilt. Such an individual, when approached by the police, might just as easily be motivated by the desire to avoid the recurring indignity of being racially profiled as by the desire to hide criminal activity. (laughs) That's where we're at. Now, never mind that the two men, uh, Warren being one of them, was at the particular residence of the stop. That is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Anyone under the law has a right to not engage with police if the officers don't have reasonable suspicion to stop them. The problem is when a person refuses to engage, oftentimes law enforcement may decide the refusal is suspicious behavior. That's true. It has a chance to profoundly influence policing in Massachusetts. It has a chance to profoundly project protect people in Massachusetts from undue police violence. And it has a chance to influence decisions all over the country. That's no kidding. That will This will influence decisions all over the country. Because, look, such an individual, when approached by the police, might just, I mean, they might just as easily be motivated by the desire to avoid the recurring indignity the recurring indignity of being racially profiled as by the desire to hide criminal activity. Yes, you're just asking me about a crime because I'm black. Has nothing to do with the neighborhood, the area of the crime. That will affect a lot around the country. And be ready for that. Because you can't talk to me. I'm just going to run. He's running. Let him go. Hey, he's running. Let him go. Don't worry about it. He's running. Don't let him go. Don't worry about it. It's okay. They can flee the police now. Yeah, don't, ah, don't worry about it. Good news. 
for those of you who have Yahoo email accounts, Yahoo accounts to purchase goods and services, a recent investigation by Yahoo Incorporated has confirmed that a copy of certain user account information was stolen from the company's network uh, in late 2014. Well, good, they're right on top of it. Only been a year and a half, almost two years. What believes is a state-sponsored actor. Hmm. Who that could be. The account information may have included names, email addresses, telephone numbers, dates of birth, hashed passwords, and a vast majority of, and in some cases, encrypted or unencrypted security questions and answers. The ongoing investigation suggests the stolen information did not include unprotected passwords, payment, card data, or bank account information. Oh, well, that's good. Payment card data and bank account information are not stored in the system that the investigation has found to be effective. I mean, that's, that's, that's better than expected. Based on the ongoing investigation, Yahoo believes that information associated with at least 500 million user accounts and has no evidence that the state-sponsored actor was currently in Yahoo's network. So it's just your email and your passwords. So I would just change your passwords, right? Because most people use the same passwords for the payment card data and the bank account information. Even though it's not stored on that system, if they have some information, then they come in, come in through another system. So good luck, God bless. For those of you that have Yahoo accounts. And for those of you that say to yourself, but, you know, it's been so long since I've had a Yahoo account, probably a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's how long ago it was. <laughs> uh, hope you changed your password. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you'd like to participate. Or you can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA and Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. Well, things have gotten worse for Anthony Weiner. And for those of you thinking to yourself, so? I mean, what's the guy going to do now? I mean, he's, I mean, he's out of work. He's out of marriage. He's got... Uh, Police in New York and North Carolina are looking into allegations that the former Democratic congressman exchanged sexually explicit texts and pictures with a 15-year-old girl. Um, we had the information that he carried on a month-long relationship with this uh, North Carolina girl, this 15-year-old girl. Uh, we're not sure what charges he could face, but the FBI's task force is looking into it. Uh, They're reviewing the evidence. A source in the Manhattan U.S. Attorney's Office tells uh, tells says that they too are investigating the case. Wow! This is fourth public sexting scandal. 
And don't forget, last month, he sent the selfie of his crotch to a woman in the photo. Uh, and his child was seen sleeping in the background. Now, as much of a dirtbag as Anthony Weiner is, I'll give him, a, you know. He did stop at that point. It was like, you know, if you remember right, he said, hey, I can't. And now, uh, you know, somebody crawled into bed with me or whatever, and he sends the picture. Uh, I mean, it was meant, I think, more to show that, yeah, the little one crawled into bed with me, but whatever. He's such a dirtbag, I hate to give him any kind of any kind of break. The wife is gone, right? Uma Abedin, have a nice day. Uh, in fact, she's the chairwoman of Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign. I haven't seen her around either. I mean, she's laying pretty low, too. Uh, Wiener lost his gig as uh, a contributor to the New York Daily News and the television channel New York One. Um. Good luck, God bless. I don't know that there's anything he can do now. What is it? What is it that Anthony Weiner could do that you would say that you would want to have his thoughts on? I don't know the answer to that. I, I really don't. I've thought long. Uh, you know, I've thought about. Well, what is it that Anthony? Because from time to time, you enjoyed if you watched the documentary. And he would go on TV when he was running for mayor, and he would be combative. And he's got, you know, he's got a little, you know, all his uh, all his policies. And uh, I believe that uh, if he could have gotten some help, he probably would have been the perfect guy for the mayor of New York. Because um, as bad as he is, I don't think he's actually an all-out co- communist like de Blasio. But he's probably pretty close. But I don't think that he's a 100% communist like de Blasio. So he probably would not have been a bad mayor for New York. However, uh, not a lot of time to run the city when you're busy, when you've got four or five people lined up uh, that you have to sex with every day. Anthony, get help, bro. Seriously. Just get some help. Get some help and then... I don't know. Make some appearances at uh, make some do some strip club tours around the country to make some cash. You know how to you can, you can help some of the you can help some of the locals on helping them get through their sexting struggles. I mean, what else are you going to do? I have no idea. Uh, Ted Cruz talk coming up. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. All right. Here's your chance. 888-900-3393. Get it off your chest. Was it an endorsement or was it not? The headline, Cruz makes it official. Endorses former rival Trump. 
That's the headline. In a lengthy Facebook post Friday afternoon, Cruz said that he will cast his vote in November for Trump. After many months of careful consideration and prayer and searching, I've made this decision for two reasons. First, last year I promised to support the Republican nominee, and I intend to keep my word. Second, even though I have had areas of significant disagreement with our nominee. And that's very uh, nicely put. <laughs> uh, significant disagreement. Uh, areas of significant disagreement with our nominee. By any measure, Hillary Clinton is wholly unacceptable. That's why I have always been never Hillary The Texas senator continued to lay out the six key policy differences that informed his decision to eventually vote for the man he once referred to as utterly amoral and a pathological liar. Those policy issues include the Supreme Court, national security, the Affordable Care Act, immigration, energy, and internet freedom. And it goes on. He continues with giving explanations of his six key policy differences and why he will vote for the Republican nominee. It is not a ringing endorsement. I will give you that. Uh, Many people, including myself, did not think that Ted Cruz would do that. Um. While I know that it's never Hillary, uh, Hillary is bad, uh, you know, so is Donald Trump. But is he as bad as Hillary? Apparently, Senator Cruz does not believe that. One of the biggest, um, before we get to some Facebook reactions to uh, the post, of Ted Cruz uh, endorsing or at least saying he was going to vote for Ted vote for Donald Trump which there have been uh, a lot of good and a lot of bad very interesting uh posts I will say on Twitter and Facebook not the least of which came from Steve Days um you can check out Steve at stevedays.com uh, I'll post the link up on uh, at Jeffy MRA and uh, Jeff Fisher Radio. Steve uh, joining me on the broadcast now. Steve, you've been one of the biggest voices um, eh, against Donald Trump uh, for quite some time. Uh, You've had almost 24 hours now, not quite. Uh, I'll give you, it hasn't been a full day to digest uh, everything that has uh, taken place. And it really wasn't a full ringing endorsement. Um, Have you digested it or are you still throwing up? Good morning, Jeff. Um, The answer to your question is yes, uh, all of the above. Um, (laughs) You know, um, what's going to be fascinating about this moving forward? And in this line of work, when you do what we do, um, and you try to do it honestly, and let's face it, a lot of people in our line of work don't try to do it honestly. They try to do it for themselves. Intellectual honesty is very difficult um, to sustain in this line of work. And and I think it's really it's not just because of temptations to sell out. It's really because we're human and we have relationships. And 
And those relationships, on one hand, give you access that other people don't, so you know things they don't know, and that gives you an informed opinion they don't have. On the other hand, though, because of that relationship, maybe you project things on that person that they aren't or they're not capable of. And so, you know, it both confuses and clarifies at the same time. And I know Ted Cruz very well, and we are very good friends. And and so on the political for me, I look at I've got to look at this two different ways. On the, on the one hand, politically, I, I mean, everything that I wrote for conservative review yesterday, I wouldn't take back a word. In fact, I think the fallout yesterday might have been worse for this than I had feared. Uh-huh. Um, but um, I also have to recognize politically that Ted and I think we all should that up until this moment, the only politician I can think of. That's a national leader. And we can debate whether Mike Lee has reached that level yet or not. I and mean, if he hasn't, he's rapidly approaching it. So you could probably put him in this group, too. Sure. But um, the, the list of people who've never let us down, who always did the right thing when it was hard up until this moment includes Ted Cruz. Correct. In fact, he might be at the top of the list. I think we shouldn't forget that. The other the other political opportunity Cruz has to rectify this with people is. You know, yeah, two, let me give you two baseball players, Hall of Famers, caught in a steroid scandal. Mark McGuire and Alex Rodriguez. Now, the problem Mark McGuire had, Jeff, is that the, the scandal came out when his playing days were done, so he couldn't continue building a resume. It was the last word on his career. Right. On the other hand, A-Rod went out there and hit 200 more home runs. He led the Yankees to another World Series, so... He, so he's been able to repair his image to at least some a little extent. bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And so I think, you know, the one the one advantage Cruz has is he still has a title. He still has uh, he still has an opportunity to go out there and fight for the principles that people believe in more than. And that's really why we're in this anyway. As conservatives, most of us are here to, for the principles and not for a person. So he has a chance to rectify that to some degree. Um, then there's what I think is a friend. And. Um, the thing I'll just tell you about Ted Cruz that everybody gets wrong, and I mean everybody, is that he is not calculating. And I think the way that this went down clearly indicates that. That, that if anything, Ted Cruz needs to be far more cunning and far more calculating. <laughs> and, 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 and I think that the, the Ted Cruz I know, and since I go, I, I, without divulging anything, I know how this process went down. This, is, this guy actually just kind of does what he thinks is right at that given time. And if anything, doesn't actually factor in the political ramifications. Like when he said, vote your conscience, I don't think he considered what would happen if Donald Trump walked on the floor and used that as an opportunity to box him in and make it look like Ted was actually speaking out against Trump specifically. I don't think he game planned that out. And so I, I think that in this case, it's probably time for the Ted Cruz that a lot of people think his detractors think is calculating. I think going forward, he probably needs to be a little bit more like that, Jeff. I, I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, and look, he even he even said in his in his post that it was, you know, many months of careful consideration and prayer and searching his own conscience. I get that. And he, he didn't it really wasn't even an endorsement more as just it could never be Hillary. And so we've got to vote for Trump or at least I do um, was his comment. Um, I, I don't know. I didn't think he would ever do it. I got to tell you, I don't know, and I know, uh, you know, I get it. I mean, you, you uh, obviously uh, know him, uh, you know, better than I do. Um, that uh, you know, he is under enormous pressure, uh, doing his daily job, let alone this, and so I he's got to try. Uh, pardon me, Jeff. I think I think that is something 
that I'm, I think both of our audiences don't even begin to understand. And I don't mean donor <laughs> pressure. Oh, right. I, I, I don't think Ted Cruz gives two rips about that stuff. What I mean is when, when conservative leaders from major organizations that helped you get elected, that are your friends, your support network, that are the people you fight for policy with, that you share a, a you know, you get into the trenches with, when they call you up and call you out and say, I'm deeply disappointed, I can't believe this, um, I think it's, that's the political equivalent of a Dear John letter for on the, when you're on the war front, okay? Right. And he has, re- he has received more of these than anything else. And I think that's, that's, the, that's the part about this that disappoints me, is, first of all, this guy's not going to win. Secondly, even if he does, and I think there's probably about a 20% chance, even if he does, um, I think he'll, he, will, he will waste no time whatsoever showing. He doesn't stand for us on any level whatsoever. He only stands for himself. And that's the part about this that is so disconcerting, is that there's no one thing point. we've learned in this election, Jeff, there is no conservative movement. There's just conservatives who are essentially a front group for the Republican Party. Yeah, I mean, no you can say you're conservative, conservative all you movement. want. Yeah. yeah, you can say it all you want. There, there's really only two movements, Republican and Democrat, and you have to assimilate to the Borg. It, it, there's a, it's really a two-party duopoly. I think a lot of these people were angry at Cruz because they wanted him to validate them and their decision to go out with, <laughs> Absolutely. with Trump. And, Absolutely. And, and, I, and I think that's where a lot of that pressure came from. And I think that is, whatever you think of Cruz's decision, and I think everybody knows what I think, and I can trust, trust me, Ted knows what I think. But whatever you think of Ted's decision, the problem that we would the idea that our system, our own movement, forget the party establishment and all these other terms we use, our own movement would take maybe the best champion it has produced in a generation and beat him down, wear him down to the nub so that he's putting out a Facebook post on a Friday news dump to say, fine, I give in. I think that that is a systemic problem with the conservative movement that goes well beyond whatever you think about this moment from Ted Cruz. Our, our movement is very sick. Boy, that <laughs> you are 100% correct. Now, let me ask you this. Okay, so the country is in, you know, a huge disarray. At least many believe that. Um, you know, way back in, uh, I don't know what year it was, in the 80s, a band called Alan Parsons Project asked the question, where do we go from here? I'll ask you, where do we go from here? I think at this point now, I think everybody would be wise to stop slinging arrows at one another on both sides of the vote for Trump, never Trump. I I think it would be wise for everybody just make the decision they want to make on November the 8th. And, you know, my mama taught me when an asteroid is hurling towards Earth, get out of the way. Okay, so I I think we've spent too much time this summer and in the fall, Jeff, looking up at the asteroid hurling towards us in the sky, wondering, is it going to land here or land there? Should, you know, should I be on one side of it, the other side of it? We should get the hell out of there, okay? So between now and November 8th, run. Let, let, <laughs> let, let Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump and Providence decide this. Nobody spend one more scintilla of their political capital on two miscreants that shouldn't be anywhere near the White House. And, just, and let the American people and Providence have their say. And then once the asteroid hits on November the 8th and the results and the death toll is counted, We'll get up on November the 9th, figure out how bad and systemic and cataclysmic was the event. And then I think you assess it based on the damage at that moment. I think that's when we answer that question. Okay. I mean, that's fair. That's definitely fair. Now, you you talk about the asteroid hurling toward the planet. Um, You know, really, a lot of times we can't get off the planet. Okay. So we're going to get hit. 
It doesn't matter. So since we're going to get hit, uh, quick a side note: uh, Monday we've got the debates coming up. Is he as do cankles wobble and fall down, or does she stand and be strong for the debate? I think what's going to be fascinating about this debate, and, and um, this is my analysis, just as a guy who's a political science guy and a junkie for this stuff, regardless of my opinions. What, what I think is going to be fascinating is we've never had two candidates as systemically vulnerable as these two are on the national stage. They, they, everybody has weaknesses. It's called the human condition. But these two have weaknesses you can't shield from. I mean, Hillary cannot shield from her dishonesty because it, it goes right to the root of her own job. Uh, it's not Bill Clinton's private life. It's the way she performed as a public official. Yeah, I mean, it goes Trump. to the core. So yes. it's quite to his core, too. Yes, because it's the, it's the persona he's crafted as a candidate. So they can't run away from it. And, and that's why I believe in this first debate, especially, I think you're going to see both sides go into a prevent defense. I think they're going to I think Trump has stabilized his candidacy. Hillary is, has clearly established herself as the favorite. I think both of them right now want to get through 90 minutes in front of the American people without a mistake, without making themselves more vulnerable than they already are. I think they will each go out of their way to not engage each other, to look presidential and, and try to create essentially a stalemate and then assess where things are at for the final month of the campaign. That's what I think you will see on Monday. Uh, certainly, it certainly makes sense, although I don't want to see that. Damn it, I want to see a fight, Steve. Well, you know what's funny about this, Jeff, is I think, I think the interest in this election is at an all-time high, but the enthusiasm for it is at an all-time low. I've used this analogy <laughs> on my own radio show. Yeah. But I think we have conflated interest with, with participation. Like, when I'm driving down the interstate and there's a 25-car pileup, I slow down to see him pulling the bodies out of the wreckage. I'm interested. But you I don't, don't want to participate, though. Car- yeah, I don't drive my car into the pileup to participate in it, okay? <laughs> so I think, a lot, I think 100 million people want to watch this because they want to see the train wreck. I, I think less than 50% of the American people want to actually vote. I don't disagree with that at all. Probably less than that. I mean, probably, I would be surprised to see 40. Anyway, Steve Dace, thank you very much. I appreciate you coming on. I know you're busy. It's a Saturday. Go be with the family. SteveDace.com. Uh, I know uh, everything is going, uh, I hope everything is going well for you. Uh, you know, you've got the new book release, Nefarious Plot. I mean, well, I, uh, the last I heard about the book, it was uh, doing fairly well, and I love the story. So the movie rights will be to you very soon. <laughs> thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it. God bless you. <laughs> Thanks. Steve Dace uh, joining me on the broadcast today. You know... Some of you had a boatload of comments uh, on my Facebook page and on my Twitter account. And if you'd like to uh, comment on Mr. Cruz and his uh, ringing endorsement of Donald Trump, uh, you can do so by dialing one eight 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 nine zero zero thirty three ninety three and get it off your chest now. Either way. And I'll read some of your fascinating posts as well in mere moments. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. is the Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. That's the number to use if you'd like to come on board and um, 
talk a little bit of uh, Ted Cruz and his uh, – I, I, I jokingly called it a ringing endorsement of Donald Trump. It is not a ringing endorsement. It is just saying that he will vote for Donald Trump or vote for the Republican nominee. Uh, that is – Damn near an endorsement from Ted Cruz. And I, for one, did not think he would ever do it. Chris in Ohio, welcome to the broadcast. How are you? I'm just fine. And I have to agree with you. I didn't think he'd do it either. And I'm amazed and disappointed. I am as well. However, in the future, now you don't have to vote for, uh, you know, have the opportunity to vote for uh, Cruz here in Texas as far as his Senate seat. But uh, do you think? you would if he was running in where you had to vote for him at this point i'm honestly not sure because i know that whole post i read it and he sounds like a politician whereas before he sounded like a real person well i mean to be fair it does but to be fair i mean he is a politician Granted. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the things that we liked about him is that he at least didn't play the political game, right? I mean, that's one of the things we hoped that, you know, he told us the way it is. And yes, he's, you know, looks like he's, uh, you know, he's, he's a little boring and he's not, uh, he's not every politician. But most of the stuff that, uh, you know, Trump used, we thought, well, really, that's Ted Cruz, not Trump. And now exactly. it appears that it's almost, you know, it is almost Trump. Um, exactly. I, I didn't think he would ever do it. I, I'm very disappointed. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. I appreciate it. Take care. Um, if you have something to say for Ted, I'd be interested to see if there's anyone in Texas uh, who will have an issue voting for him as far as senator here in Texas. I'm rethinking that. Originally, I, my my thought was, look. No way he endorses Donald Trump. No way. Zero. His people, the Ted Cruz people, would not are not going to allow it. We will not allow it. And then Ted came on and said, look, um, you know, I know, I know that Donald, you know, is an issue. I know I called him amoral and a pathological liar. I know, I know, I know. I know he said my dad was a murderer. <laughs> I know all that, but look, I'm going to vote for him anyway. Ah! But now that he has, I will have an opportunity to vote for him here in Texas as far as becoming senator again. <laughs> The Jeff Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. That it does. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Lawrence Jones coming up immediately following this broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. And then Mike Slater and Joe Paggs all on your Saturday here on the Blaze Radio Network. You can, uh, you know, I don't even know why you go anywhere else. I, you know, I, I say it and I say it till I'm blue in the face. And I just, I, you know, I mean it. There's no reason for you to go anywhere else. Yeah, Doc and Skip 
Monday through Friday in the mornings, Glenn Beck, Buck Sexton, Chris Salcedo, Pat and Stu. I mean, that's that's your Monday through Friday right there. And then Saturday, Michael Pelka, me, Lawrence Jones, Mike Slater, Joe Pags. <laughs> You're welcome, okay? And speaking of uh, Doc and Skip, uh, you know, I noticed, I noticed Skip was quick to jump on the bandwagon uh, after uh, Ted Cruz. Um, you know, the headline, the headline isn't Cruz endorsing Trump. The headline should be Cruz voting for Trump. But that's okay. I'll let, I'll let it go. But I know Skip Lacombe uh, tweeted uh, uh, yesterday as soon as the news broke that uh, I said it. I said it months ago on the show. I said it. Yeah, I know. And I remember sitting in this very chair when they were broadcasting from this studios, the Dallas studios of the Blaze Radio Network, and him saying it and me saying, no way. No way. Ted Cruz, not a chance. Not a chance does he endorse Donald Trump. And you were right, Skip. You were right. Damn you for being right, but you were right. Mark, you are on the Blaze Radio Network, Jeff Fisher Show. Hello, how are you? All right, hanging in there, Jeffy. Uh, I'm, th- I'm looking forward to this Monday night debate. Hopefully, on one hand, I would like to see them act very civilized and very grown up, both of them. But on the other hand, I'd love to see the train wreck. <laughs> Me too. I would definitely want to see the train wreck. And I think, um, uh, you know, you'd be watching. And I appreciate it, Mark. Thank you. I'm looking forward to the train wreck as well. I don't know if we'll get it. I know Steve Day said that he's thinking that they're going to uh, be uh, presentable. And uh, in uh, in boxing terminology and uh, Muhammad Ali, uh, you know, both playing a little rope-a-dope and be respective of each other. To hell with that. And I don't know if Donald can do it. Uh, he can do it, you know, for short periods of time, short bursts. Uh, sure, you can tell me that he's got, uh, you know, uh, he's got, uh, you know, his fo- all his people uh, in, in his shadows and uh, telling them, you know, to be nice and be presidential and we'll get you into the White House. And I, I don't I don't know that he can do it for an hour and a half. An hour and a half. He's already bad-mouthed NBC. He's already bad-mouthed CNN. I mean, he's bad-mouthed all the networks and all the press. And he's going to stand out there with, with Lester Holt from NBC. We find out, uh, uh, Opelka was telling me, that uh, our man from Dallas will be sitting in the front row. Um Mark Cuban. I don't know who else will be there. It's going to be tough for Trump to pull it off for ninety minutes. He's going to want. He's going to go off the rails. I think. And uh, if I mean, as soon as Hillary says something that is just outlandish, or says something that Trump can you know stick a knife in, he's going to go after her. And it's I, I just it's just going to be. I don't think he can do it. And then on the flip side of that, can Hillary, I mean, can Kankles wobble and not fall down? I don't think so. She starts to wobble, man. It is over. It is over. Jeremy in West Virginia, you're on the broadcast. How are you? How are you doing? Uh, first off, got to say it's an honor. You can tell Pat and Stu the magic happens on Saturday morning. <laughs> um, Thank you. You're welcome. The thing I see and what I've noticed about this, this year, 
is we, we look at these leaders, we look at Trump, we look at Hillary as if somehow uh, they're responsible for the problem we get in. And, and I've just realized more and more they're a reflection of us. I wasn't old enough to vote against Bill Clinton the first time, but by golly, I did the second time. And I'm old enough to know that H.W. Bush was a, was a terrible candidate. But by golly, if, if we look at what Bill Clinton has started way back then, he, he was he's a dream candidate. And I think even back uh, with Romney and Obama, if people sitting home because Romney didn't have exactly the views he has now, each time we get down to a point where now Trump, it's between Trump and Hillary, how far backwards we're going to go. And, and we are going to have to hold our noses and decide that I, I'm only going to go backwards five steps as opposed to 100 steps. But it's really a reflection of us. We, we've done this to ourselves. Yes, we have. So yes, we I, have I, I just think I can understand the, the pain that Ted Cruz must have gone through, and I understand the pain that I'm going to have to go through. Even <laughs> this year, Libertarian Party, what a perfect year to nominate a Libertarian, and we get Gary Johnson. Uh, I know. I know. It's, it's hard to have hope. <laughs> it hard is hope. hard to have hope. Well, play the lotto. You know, play the Powerball. You might hit a shot. At least keep the hope with your life. Keep hope alive. Play lotto. That's my new ad. Well, That's my new ad campaign. All right, I'll do that. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Thanks, Jeremy. You know, I got to tell you, he's right. We have done it to ourselves. And this is a perfect example of, you know, this is what happens when you have uh, how many years now of the lesser of two evils? The lesser of two evils. Sooner or later, and it has now become sooner, you end up with two evils. Uh, and that's where you're at. Man, two evils. Pat in New York, you're on the broadcast. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Jeffy? Fine. How are you? Um. Oh, I'm okay. I'm not quite as well. I don't, I just feel bad when everybody's like, um, kind of attacking Pat for, you know, coming out um, that he wanted to support. Well, voting, not endorsing. Right. Right. That, that's, that's the right. thing I, I put on the on the Blaze comment line because everyone. You know, just went on fire about, um, you know, Cruz endorsing, quote-unquote, right. um, Mr. Trump. And I, I made a point of saying, you know, the, the, the real release was vote, not endorse. And this is the media that said endorse. But my point, my thought is, you know, I understand, and I, I love you guys. I, I don't agree with the... Don't vote for anybody. You know, usually I agree with Glenn and you guys, but on this, I kind of feel like the third party isn't going to win. Um, you have you, you should vote for somebody, and I can't vote for Hillary. So it's kind of a process of elimination. That's all you got, and and I understand that. I'm not going to like you know, be mad at, you know, anybody who chooses to do something else. That's where your conviction lies. Right. And everybody's conviction is different. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. I, 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 I'm almost with you, Pat. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. I know. Look, when it's, when it's down to the wire, and by, we, I don't believe we've ever said don't vote for anyone. It's just never, uh, you know, never Hillary and never Trump. And so you end up looking at what else do you have. And, of course, uh, if you don't vote for Donald Trump, that's a vote for Hillary Clinton. And so, you know, you're there. 
Um, I think more and more people, especially now uh, that uh, with the crews uh, saying he's going to vote, when you're by yourself in that voting booth, um, it's going to be tough, tough not to vote for Donald Trump. Keith in Florida, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, Debbie, how you doing? Oh, so good. Thanks for asking. Do you really care or are you just, just asking? Yeah, I'm not here, man. I'm, okay, I listen thank you. To you and Glenn and everybody every day. Uh, it's not on live on the uh, the podcast. That's all right. But thank I you. I appreciate it. To, uh, I just wanted to chime in on this uh, Ted Cruz. Yes. Um, this year is the only I've, I've voted every year. I've never, ever missed a presidential election. I, I, I do midterms, but this year is the only time a candidate ever step forward that I believe enough in to give to his campaign, take time out to, to make phone calls during the primaries. That's great. And argue with almost nearly everybody that I come in contact with about why this guy should be the man. Now, I got to hear it from everybody here at work. <laughs> yeah. About how Ted Cruz is nothing but a I know. I know. It's like a, it's a, it's a knife in the heart, man. It is a knife, man. It, it is, a, is knife a knife in the, in the heart. heart. I know. And I'm, as soon as I heard about it last night, I went on, on um, Glenn's website, man, and his, I'm, I'm with him, man. I want to go to the mountains and disappear. <laughs> and it's, it is, I mean, it is insane. You know, and the sad part is, Less than a week ago, Prevus threatens everybody that don't endorse. Yep. Last weekend, if you don't endorse, man, you got no shot. And then yep. less than a week, Ted's like, okay. I know. I know. You're not. You're not the only one that's pointed that out. I mean, that's. Uh, I. I understand it. And um, you know, I told my. I told my dad-in-law ago, if he would have, you know, if he would have, um said that he was keeping that stupid if he, I'm voting for him because I said I would because of the stupid pledge then I would have felt you know that's sad Ted and then what did he do first thing I, I pledged that and I just I just you, I will never I'm with you man you're like I don't know that I could vote for him if he runs in 2020 I'm not voting for him I'll vote for Jeb Bush before him. Uh, and I, I can't I, stand Jeb Bush. I mean, John Kasich, every time they ask him, he's like, did you hear what I said in the, the, the primaries? Why would I vote for that guy? Yeah. And so I got, right now, I hate to say it, I got more respect for John Kasich than I do Ted Cruz. Oh, my gosh. I don't know that I can go that far. That, oh, that's sad. I'm, that's Stop drinking. Stop drinking immediately. <laughs> Put down the bottle. <laughs> It started. It's his fault. He drove me to drink, Jeffy. (laughs) Thanks, Keith. I appreciate it. I don't know that I could go that far. Keith is a little believing in uh, Kasich more than that. I mean, uh, one thing that Ted Cruz does have is he's above John Kasich for me. I'll tell you that. I don't know how good news that is, but it's news. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. That it is. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Yes, Ted Cruz did say in his Facebook post that he will cast his vote in November for Trump. One tweet today I see one of the coming through is at Ted Cruz is the at Senator Sanders of the GOP. Congrats at Senator Ted Cruz for being a sellout. Jason in Alaska, how are you? Hey, good morning, brother. How um, are you? I, pretty good. Uh, you know, I just wanted to say, you know, um, I I probably could have could have dealt with him staying with his decision, you know, to not support Trump, be, just because of the moral degradation that that Trump inflicted upon the family. You know, your family comes first, right. and that supersedes kind of supersedes your word. But, you know, what he first said when he came up to support Trump was that after much prayer, you know, know. he said that he's he's going to endorse. And here's the reason why is because our yes needs to be our yes and our no needs to be our no. And what would we think of him uh, later on if he didn't keep his word? And I, I respect that man. I watched him keep his word even when it hurts. You know what I'm saying? And that's the kind of man I'm just really sad that he's not running for president. I mean, just because he would keep his word, even if it hurts. You know what I'm saying? He would deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Because he's going to have his yes be his yes and his no be his no. And I respect that, too. But that, that's probably the I think that if he hadn't given his word, he would still take the stance of not supporting Trump. But he's keeping his word. Yeah. And, I, you know, Jason, I tell you, you're not alone. Uh, you know, many, many people, uh, including uh, 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 William on my Twitter feed, uh, Cruz did what he felt he had to do. His words were now, well chosen, and he didn't use the word endorsement. So, I mean, and, and I, now, it now, makes sense. I could have supported him also. I could have supported him also because, you know, the contract that you made with your wife, you know, in marriage to uh, honor and hold honor and hold her up and stuff like that is the first contract that you made. And if another contract comes along that makes you, makes you, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, break that other contract, which is a more important contract to me, you know, in heaven, you know, and in the sight of God, you know, our contract with our wife. And I could have supported him also in that, that after his wife taking that beating, you know, uh, verbally, you know, that, that he, but you know what, he's a man of man of morality. And I wish, I, I wish with all my heart that he was running. Have a good morning, me, brother. Me too. Thank you. I appreciate it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. There you have it. Uh, I don't know how much more I can take. We might have to. I might have to go into some some stuff that takes my mind away from it because I try to get away from this on Saturdays, but I can't. They keep pulling me back in. After months of many of after many months of careful consideration of prayer and searching conscience. I've made this decision for two reasons. First, I promise to support the Republican nominee and I intend to keep my word. Second, even though I have had areas of significant disagreement with our nominee, by any measure, Hillary Clinton is wholly unacceptable. That's why... Senator Ted Cruz said yesterday that he will cast his vote in November for Donald J. Trump. Heaven help us. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. 
success. Begin life force reboot program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA, Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, and of course, Instagram at JeffyMRA. Um, Lawrence Jones coming up immediately following this broadcast on the uh, Blaze Radio Network. And uh, of course, you heard uh, Michael Pelka uh, before this broadcast. And I know Mike uh, likes to... uh, you know, likes to watch the uh, the in-house video cams uh, when I enter the building, and he likes to uh, you know make fun of what I bring in. But uh, he's right about one thing: uh, I would not uh, be able to eat uh, cinnabons. Uh, a that my wife didn't make, or B that she wasn't here to eat them with me. So. He is right about that, as he stated earlier during the broadcast. So as I'm Waiting to talk to Chuck in Florida.com with uh, some stories about Florida because the floors, Florida and Texas are, you know, becoming the states of record for weirdness. And uh, I'd like to keep caught up on what happens in Florida. I'm actually looking at a video from Georgia. That's just north of Florida for you people that don't know your geography. And uh, this lady is. She had a break-in at the house, three robbers, uh, and she comes down the hall, and she is firing. Man, she's got surveillance video at her house. One died. Sadly, I don't want anybody to die, but he shouldn't have been breaking into her house. But she is not having any of it. Man, you break into my house, and you are getting shot. And one guy runs through a glass window, and they're looking for the other two. One died. I'm telling you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Break into my house. Please. (laughs) She is not having any of it. And for you robbers out there or potential robbers that think I can get away with it, good luck. God bless. Chuck in Florida.com. How are you, my friend? Greetings from Florida, Jeffy. How are you today? I am so darn good. It just never seen times better, to be honest. Well, with you. you sound wonderful. I I must say the Thank connection you. is much better. Thank you. Well, you know it's a wonderful yeah. thing. It's called you know, it's just radio. So good. Don't good. worry about it. What's up, Chuck? In Florida dot com. So, what do you got for me? We have uh, interesting Florida news. The top headlines this week: Seminole man makes up to a thousand dollars a day. Belly dancing in a bikini for drivers struck in, uh, stuck in traffic. Oh, nice. Uh, okay. Yes, naked Florida man breaks into a home, bites resident, dies. Ooh. Florida man spends three hours trying to steal a naked Trump statue. And then Alabama police arrest a Florida woman for a string of crown re- crown clown-related threats. Actually, I have some other stories about clowns today, too. Uh, clowns are clowns starting are to make the news spooky all of a sudden. I, I, I used to think they were just fine. Bozo was cool. But now I'm beginning to get a little concerned. <laughs> just saying. Uh, all right, and so, finally, man caught in riding a manatee dares police to send not to send him to jail. Then, then, of course, he ended up in jail. 
Yeah, $25,000 bond. He's in jail. <laughs> $25,000 for riding a manatee? Well, he was warned several times, and he's in there in Isle of Morata, and he's playing with the manatees, and he says, look, I'm riding one. I'm riding them. You know? <laughs> and they oh, said, get on. off of them or funny. we're going to put you in jail. And he says, take me to jail. And they take him to jail. I mean, they, they let you swim around at the, the nuke plant and pet them. Well, that's the nuke plant. I mean, you know, you swim at your own risk there, you know. <laughs> but the Inland Waterway, and I've, I love seeing manatees in the Inland Waterway, although I've never attempted, I can honestly say I've never attempted to, to ride one. And I've well, now they, they, just, they don't uh, come that large, do they? I'm just, I am, maybe. I don't know. That's funny. Is it, is it still that's nice funny. to Jeffy Day or my no, that, no, that's funny. That's what that is. That's okay. funny. You, you making a fat joke of me. That's funny is what that is. <laughs> Hello, fat. This is the other fat. Calling fat. Yes. That's funny is what that is. That's funny. That's funny. Did they make a big enough? No, I got it. I understood exactly what it, it was. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I instantly regretted I it, by it, the way. <laughs> I got it. That's funny is what that is. That's funny. Yeah. No, my favorite has to be the Seminole, man. Seminole Heights, uh, not funny. far from your old stomping grounds. Yeah, that's funny. That's Here's funny a guy. Charles Easter, a.k.a. Charles Holla, a.k.a. Yeah. Beyonce, a.k.a. Yeah. Riri, is taking over the Florida streets and dancing in a bikini with the words Holla tattooed across his forehead. And he dances at the corners of uh, various uh, Brandon, Brandon Mall on South Beach. And uh, Actually, it's, it's fantastic. Seminole Heights in front of the advanced auto parts. He makes $1,000 a day entertaining people in traffic. Not long ago, I saw the video of this guy. And Did you really? On, he was on a corner. He was on a corner that I frequented. I mean, it was my, you're right. It was in my neck of the woods. And I, I was so bummed that he was not there when I lived in Florida. Oh, man. Uh, this guy was is amazing. He is such a... <laughs> he said that... Uh, where's the quote? I had, to, I had it just here a moment ago. He, he says, is um, a freak, man. It, Way into viral fame as his popularity soars, yeah. thanks to YouTube and Facebook. Easter says yeah. it's just a fun way for him to make a living. I used to be a cross-dresser. Now I'm a rock star. Yeah, think about <laughs> it. I mean, why not? It's a good gig. That's, that right there is what makes America great. Right on. If you can I'm dance with you, a man. bikini with a belly like his out there in traffic, and I'm telling you, you and I, we're good. We're, we're, we have plenty of real estate. This guy is just up there with us, I'm saying. <laughs> Don't try to make up. Don't try to make up with the, with the manatee joke. Don't. Don't okay, push yeah. me. Do not push me. Continue on with your little stories. Yes, Don't well, uh, Florida man that uh, actually uh, chopped down a, a statue of naked Trump entitled The Emperor Has No Balls. Uh, where, where was he, this at? This was uh, in um, uh, 2nd Avenue, 23rd Street, uh, in Wynwood, Florida. And uh, apparently this guy, uh, uh, the police said that, well, somebody made a political statement and somebody else made another political statement by taking it down. So they weren't that concerned. Apparently it took him over three hours to remove the statue from the rooftop. And uh, (laughs) he just pulled it down and ran. If and I was then the they were yelling, the stop, 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 and he just jumped, went in the truck, and left. So they snapped a picture of his license plate and arrested him anyway. If I, Yeah, it was, if I was the guy that uh, had the Trump statue up, I'd be pissed. But since Well, I yeah. They said that uh, they spoke to people in the area and that they weren't too familiar with the idea or the, or the artist. And uh, 
apparently it's it's been it's in several artist. cities around uh New York and, and Florida yeah. and, and some other states. Yeah, now. the naked Trump. That's why I didn't realize that it was in Florida because they had the they've taken them down uh, in uh, in New York. That's uh, true, the and, and uh, they said that the <laughs> the different uh, statues are popping up in, in places like atop top of the uh, RC Cola plant turned event space in the heart of the Wynwood Arts District. So nice. Nice. You gotta love RC Cola still making a comeback after all these years. You know? <laughs> They're trying. They're trying. Oh wait, it's just an event. That's not the Cola place. It's the old plant. Yes. Yeah, the, the old bottling place. company that is now the Arts District. So you know, if you're a, a Florida RC- resident, I, I guess you would flock to a bottling plant to uh, make your art. Does RC Cola actually exist anymore? Uh, they sure do. In fact, my favorite is still Diet Right Cola. Really? I'm just saying. It's it's great. There's uh, very little uh, uh, artificial uh, flavors and, and sweeteners. Uh, it's using Splenda instead of uh, the natural. I mean, instead of the, the NutraSweet or that other I, nonsense. I didn't realize that you were a spokesman for RC Cola, but go on. I'm, great I'm trying taste. Hard. And- I, Diet Right has uh, been in my family since uh, the Kentucky days of my mama. <laughs> great taste since 1905. An American icon for 110 years. RC Cola. Wow. That's right. We'll make the pitch video later. Uh, there's no way. I, have, I don't even remember seeing RC Cola anymore. Uh, Publix is a big carrier of RC Cola products. In fact, the uh, Diet Right line expanded with a bunch of new flavors of tangerine orange and uh, red raspberry and some others, I believe. It's really, really times, uh, good stuff. Times are struggling when I go to the RC Cola website, and along the top, one of the lines is become a bottler. They're still looking for bottlers. <laughs> so Times RC is still struggling a little. Hey, underwater. I didn't know that was an option. I could be I a bottler. That's great. Yeah, you could be an RC Cola bottler. I want to know about the Florida uh, guy that bit uh, the old man and died. Uh, well, apparently it's another drug-related incident. Um, that's what police are saying. A man breaks into the home of a Florida resident, attacks him and his wife, and uh, the authorities say that uh, he is an Ocala home. And he broke in and found him being held down in the bedroom, naked and unresponsive. Oh, after attacking two women and one man in the home, including biting one of the women. Now, I got the story confused because of the lack of commas. But apparently the naked man died, <laughs> not the people he bit. So, <laughs> Right. No, I understood that. That's what I, that's what I wanted to know. I, I was pretty go, sure right? that that was the case. I was yeah. pretty sure that was the case. So he breaks in naked, right. attacks two women and a man, and right. then dies. Bite, bites one guy and then dies. Okay. Apparently on the scene, yes. They did take another woman into custody that was, uh, in, uh, I, I guess, in the area looking for him. She was also um, somewhat out of her mind, and, and they incarcerated her in the meantime uh, seeking medical treatment. So, Man, Ocala needs to get off the math or get off the bath salts or something, man. Yeah, it, it's take that it flock again making its uh, resurgence in the Boy, uh, no kidding. North Florida town of Ocala here. No kidding. I I spent a little time in Ocala. In fact, uh, my one of my well, uh, one summer I spent uh, a, uh, a couple of days that felt like a summer in Ocala. Yes, and yes. I went. To, they've got they've got a water park in Ocala. Do they? Uh, yeah, they do. I don't know if you've ever been to the Ocala water theme park there. I forget what the name of it is, but it is I an actual know. you know human water park where you go and swim. And uh, cool. we I went there with uh, no you know, some, there with some friends. Don't push me. Don't push and. Uh, then, but I will say that speaking of manatees at a water park, uh, it is this is the particular water park where I saw the most man breasts I've ever seen in my life. 
So, manatees, right? You I, I'm telling manatees. you, it was frightening. Frightening <laughs> in Ocala. I have never wow. been back. I have never been back. But I, there, it was unbelievable to me, the amount of, of man breasts at this water park in Ocala. That's just my Ocala story. That's all I'm saying. Well, that, that might be a side business we could look into if there's that many in one location, you know. Kind what of a captured the, market. Don't, I don't even want to think about what I want to sell them. Let's talk about the clowns. I do. Let's talk the clowns. I want to know about the clowns. Clown apocalypse. Flomaton, Alabama. Apparently, there's a woman from Florida, naturally. She's in, in Pensacola, and she has put together Facebook pages and threats on uh, surrounding neighborhoods and, and, and schools and so forth. And, and I didn't get the, a chance to actually see the Facebook post, so there's not a lot of backstory with this, except that it says, uh, police have finally put the brakes on a clown reign of terror spreading across the South after a series of threatening posts of the Flomo Clown Facebook page. Authorities in Alabama took down two juveniles and one adult into custody on Thursday in connection with the incident. The post, which appears to threaten violence at area schools, has even caused Flomaton police to order a soft lockdown, forcing students and teachers to shelter in place while authorities search for the errant and possibly violent circus act. No clowns were discovered, but police obtained enough information to issue several warrants. Yeah, well, there were reports beginning in South Carolina. I, I was just, I, in fact, I just, yes. <laughs> I was just looking at the terrifying clown stories because right. they're, I like terrifying clown stories. And there was one in Florida not long ago down in Fort Myers where an old guy was, true. Yes. was walking and, and around. And they've with made the a great heyday with this around Halloween now. And, and of course, you know, we were just at uh, Hollow Scream in Bush Gardens last night where they had a terrifying clown uh, uh, thing set up. And it's the first thing I jumped to was. What's with the people taking pictures of these clowns in the woods? They're just standing there, creepy, holding a balloon or whatever, not doing yeah. anything. But yet, there's another one popping up on Facebook. There were like three last week. Okay, so this one is. Oh, this is. These are the different clown crimes. I've got stories here from clown crimes too. Oh, we're going to talk about these. Oh man, <laughs> I am excited about this. There's the cold, the cold case clown. There's the Wasco clown. There's the uh, Klutzo the Clown. There's the uh, Bandas How terrifying the is that, really? Klutzo? the Clowns. And Pogo the Clown. And, oh, man, we got to talk about the clowns. we got to talk about the clowns. Because I kind of want I like, I want to like clowns, but they're kind of freaky. Especially I've never really understood the fear of clowns. Well, I've they not have been the, afraid. I've, they, I've seen, they, have the you know, they don't look normal, obviously. They're all mutated and, and bulbous and... You know, big feet and all that fun stuff, but it just well, not every clown. Scary. I mean, every clown is different, right? I mean, you've got the clown school there yeah. in Sarasota, right? Isn't that, the, isn't that where the clown school is in Sarasota, Florida? From from Ringling, yes. I'm not sure if it's still active for clown school. Uh, I don't but think it is Ringling, because I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that you have to uh, when you go there. Uh, every clown face is registered. I'm pretty sure you correct. have to have each clown face has to be you know different and is registered with the you know the clown police. Yes, I actually uh, interviewed a, a a registered clown once on one of my other shows uh, a couple of years ago, and it's fascinating because they do have very strict guidelines as to how to be a performing clown. Thank you. And, so they're you know, probably pissed at these other clowns. Oh yes, they're not happy about it at all because they're spreading all this uh, evil and, and right, malicious intent. You know, the hatreds, bastards, bad, sending bad messages about clowns. <laughs> I hate them. 
All right, ChuckInFlorida.com. Thank you very much. I got to go. Thank you, Jeffy. Love Stay a good clock. Appreciate it. Uh, take care of yourself. Great to talk to you again. I mean that. Friend. I mean that. I mean that. I can't even, you know, this is my show. Okay? I get to make the fat jokes against me. Okay? Not the guests. I get to make the fat jokes. I mean, so what that it was a manatee fat joke that was funny. So this is the Jeff Fisher show on the blaze radio network. is the Jeff Fisher Show. First of all, thank you for donating to Mercury One. Um, There's a couple people that have been watching our Facebook Live uh, shows on Saturday immediately following this broadcast with Brad Staggs and myself. And I know that uh, there are two of you. uh, One is owed a T-shirt and one is owed a hat. Uh, I've been uh, negligent in mailing you those, and I apologize. And this reading, seeing this email this morning reminds me that I have been negligent in mailing those out to you, and you donated to Mercury One, and you should get your prize. There will be another big Facebook Live uh, post uh, coming up uh, today, uh, not long after the radio show, uh, on the Blaze uh, Facebook page. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, Brad and I are going to do some magic today. Some magic and I'm going to make my. I'm going to do something that my wife is a little upset about. Okay, I'm going to make my daughter disappear. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm going to make my daughter disappear. And if that works, I'm bringing the rest of the family next week. Anyway, I want to thank you for donating to Mercury One. Uh, they met the fundraising goal of 125 thousand to help. Uh, the victims of the Louisiana flooding. Um, and they had, I mean, a billion dollars or more damage. I mean, it's unbelievable. And you helped. You were able to provide over 100,000 hot meals, 13 truckloads of bottled water, uh, distribution center, truckloads of personal care, cleaning and baby items, Patriot supply food, operational expenses. Anyway, they're getting ready to help these people um, – for Thanksgiving, and they need your help. Uh, they're looking to raise uh, about ninety thousand dollars or more by October fifteenth, and that will provide thirty thousand or more uh, Thanksgiving meals for the people in Louisiana who have decided not to leave the area and help in the rebuilding phase. Uh, so, consider donating. Uh, I mean, now's the time to help and know that they we've got everything ready to go for Thanksgiving. Um, MercuryOne.org. MercuryOne.org. Um, we got to talk a little TV. I got a little, we got new TV shows out. I got Netflix shows uploading new that I've been binging on. We're going to talk a little bit of TV uh, before I get out of here today, that's for sure. On the Blaze Radio. Yeah. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
Jeff Fisher Show. All right. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. I have got just so much, so many things I wanted to share with you today that we hadn't, I don't even know if we're going to make it, to be honest with you, because of the Ted Cruz announcement yesterday. So before we move on to talk about pigeons that can smell, that can spell, they can smell too, but they can spell is the big thing. Pigeons, they can smell. And I'll tell you about a direct message tweet I got from the Walking Dead AMC in mere moments. Grayson, you are on the broadcast. Hello, how are you? Mr. Fisher, the man, the myth, the legend. (laughs) Great to talk to you again. What's up? Oh, hey, man. Hey, uh... You know, I was uh, I was pretty well torched, you know, like the knife through the heart as well. But then, uh, you know, I was thinking, uh, you know, I heard, you know, Mr. Limbaugh say yesterday, he doesn't live with regrets because every moment that his life took got him to that point. And I'm the same way. You know, I think everything I have, I'm greatly blessed for. And then as, as uh, Ted said, he prayed about it. After much uh, constipation yes, or consternation, right. <laughs> um, he came to that conclusion. I started thinking about it because I, 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 my emotions were immediate. Oh, he's sellout. We're done for. Throw, throw it in. We can't trust anybody anymore. And then I thought, wait a minute. He's one of the smartest, most conservative guys I've ever witnessed in my life. Yes. Why why would he be doing this? And I thought, you know, if he's got any shot of being on the Supreme Court, which we desperately need more than anything, especially all these Second Amendment rights folks, myself included, and we paid attention to Heller and all these narrow misses, and we we need somebody like Ted Cruz on the Supreme Court. So yeah, I well, I mean, and that long, was the, Mike- the long view of this. The long view of this is, I think, the most important thing we need to concentrate on at this point. Thank you, Grayson. I appreciate it. And that was, you know, that's really what the Mike Lee thing was from Trump about the Supreme Court and along with, you know, along with Ted. Look, I doubt that you're going to – you might get a Mike Lee on the Supreme Court. Um, maybe not Ted Cruz uh, because he's not really well-liked uh, in Congress. Although, which again surprises me, why he would play along with them and and take you know live with the threat from uh, from Primus, whatever the hell his name is, uh, and the rest of them. It just, I just, I'm trying to reconcile it. I'm trying, Ted. I'm trying. I'm trying. Okay, just know that I'm trying, but it's very very difficult. All right, direct message from. The Walking Dead AMC on Twitter. Hello, Jeffy. Thanks for being a longtime supporter of TWD. We'd love to send you a surprise in the coming weeks. Please DM, DM us back your email and shipping address. We have a limited amount of gifts. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, okay, thanks. Walking Dead. Uh, I replied with, hey, when am I going to be a walker, dead? Okay. I, I do a, I do a talking Walking Dead podcast. I do a talking Fear podcast. I want to be a Walker, and I originally said I didn't want to do. This is where I pulled it. I pulled a, a, a Ted Cruz here. I originally said 
I, I don't want to be a walker on fear because they're you know second place runner up, and I want to be a walker on Walking Dead. Then I realized that there's not a lot of uh, a lot of walkers that are my size, but in fear there are you know it's still a new thing going on. So there are people who would be walkers that would be my size still. So just one of the shows is now I've I'm down to just one of the shows be great. You know, be fine. You know what I'm saying? Just one of the shows. That's all I'm asking. It's one of the shows. But anyway, so, the, you know, they're catching on. They're coming along for the ride. Appreciate it. Uh, Walking Dead, you know I love you. Uh, so let's you know let's see the prize, and it better damn well be a shirt that can fit, that uh, a hat. Uh, you know maybe the maybe the crew can stop by here at the Mercury Studios, join me on my podcast. What do you think? Maybe we do a Facebook Live with the crew. What do you think? I'm here for you. Okay. Now let's talk a little til- little little new TV because you got Walking Dead coming up October twenty third, the premiere of the oh so fired up, but Fear you got three more weeks of Fear left which eh, eh, if you want to know about Fear listen to the podcast son of the Jeff Fisher show it just goes up every you know Monday or Tuesday Fear airs Sunday night just like Walking Dead and myself Jason Buttrell and Brad Staggs do the podcast for. Fear the Walking Dead, Talking Fear, and uh, you can find out how we feel about that. Now, the new seasons are out, though, baby. Uh, new shows, uh, Netflix uh, dropped a few shows in the last couple weeks. We've got uh, uh, Luther, season four, but with Idris Elba, who, you know, he's a busy man. I hear his damn voice in all these Disney Disney movies. He's got a good gig going there. And Luther was only like two episodes, which was really a one, you know, three-hour-long special on the BBC. And his comment was, it was so short because I don't want to get bored doing the same character all the time. Yeah, Luther, we wouldn't want you to make, you know, we wouldn't want you to, you know, find a character that works and make a lot of money doing that. Heaven forbid that happens to you, Idris. But anyway, the new season of Luther is up. Uh Netflix just dropped the new latest season of Longmire with Robert Taylor. Just dropped a couple more shows of uh, Wallander with Kenneth Branagh. If you don't know who Kenneth Branagh is, I was looking up. You'll know him when you see his face. Uh, and then, uh, you know, a bunch of, of other uh, movies and stuff up on Netflix, which I'm, you know, hey, good luck, God bless. Uh, new TV show. I mean, have you? Wa- I watched Designated Survivor. Uh, yeah, actually, after the first, if they can keep it up, the first show was really good. Uh, it was really good. I think our boy's got another hit on his hands. Um, I know the wife watched the, the Good Place. I watched. I caught just part of that uh, as I was working, and I caught like uh, bits and pieces of it off and on. And I and I know that there's Lethal Weapon. I haven't watched that. Uh, Pitch. I haven't watched that. Uh, I think they're on my DVR. I think she recorded them so we could see what the newer shows were like. Um, and the big shows are back, right? NCIS is back. Uh, Lucifer season two is back. Saw that. It was good to have that show. But I love that freaking show. Uh, Project Runway. No, I, I mean that's back strong. 
Uh, Big Bang Theory is back. I haven't watched much of Big Bang Theory, although I know I think my wife is hooked on that now. And while I was talking about TV shows yesterday uh, at the house, you know, to think, well, I got to talk about a couple TV shows on the show tomorrow. My daughter was like, "Yeah, I love Lucy." Um, honey, that's not a new show. It's uh, it is for me. She's right. Uh, on Hulu, she has now uh, become a fan of I Love Lucy show. Uh, thanks to Brad Meltzer's book uh, with uh, Lucille Ball, and uh, so she's now, you know, big fan of Lucille Ball. She can have, uh, you know, she can have worse people to look up to, but she's a huge fan of Lucille Ball now, and I love Lucy, and she's hooked on the show. My nine-year-old watching the black and white Lucille Ball shows, amazing. Um, and as far as Netflix and Facebook go, you know. Uh, not long ago, we talked about all that Facebook knows about you, right? And, uh, I mean, they're like, they're what, the number one app Facebook is, right? I mean, they've, what, almost a billion people using Facebook? Well, they have now come out and apologized for overstating a key ad metric. Now, this is what ended up going to cost them some money, big time they apologized uh, for an error in the way it measured video viewership. Wow. Now, their uh, metric significantly amplified users and uh, amplified the users' viewing times. Huh. So their metrics made seem like more users were viewing longer on this platform. Huh. Uh, the social media giant a few weeks ago that a metric for average user time on videos was artificially inflated as it only counted videos viewed for over three seconds. Wow. Uh, it said that the discrepancy did not impact advertising billings and introduced newer metrics to replace the previous method. Did not impact advertising billings? Uh-huh. Uh, we'll see about that because, uh, wow. Right? I mean, Facebook now is... Uh, uh, their advertising is their biggest revenue. They've got $6 billion of revenue from advertising. And because of that billion, within that billion dollars is because viewing times are, uh, you know, longer on the videos. They're going to make more money selling those. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. No problem. Apology accepted. How about some cash back? What about that? And uh, the story about Netflix uh, knowing exactly what you're going to watch before you're going to watch it when you sit down and turn it on. I mean, they all have that pretty much now, right? Uh, especially, I mean, Netflix, uh, if, it's in your, if it's in your queue uh, and uh, new episodes pop out, it highlights it good. Uh, they all have uh, new releases and uh, watch it again, right? Or because you watched uh, within the last, with the rating systems. I mean, that's why they want to pay people to watch the kids' shows, right? So they want people to watch all these kids' shows and rate them so that, and rate them and write little uh, little pieces about them so that when you watch something and you say, yeah, I like that, when you rate it, I don't know if you do or not. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Uh, when I'm done watching something, I rate it. Uh, but that helps Netflix tell you because you watched here's something else that you would like so you know with the within those ratings so i mean that's their that's their that's one way that they can tell what you would like to watch i you know good for them no problem with that god bless
Good luck. I'm all for it. Now, do I have time to tell you about the pigeon that can spell? Apparently, a new study suggests that pigeons can recognize words. Wow. One of the pigeons in the study, birds could distinguish dozens of words. Now, I watched the video of this. It's pretty hard to tell uh, if that's actually what's taking place. Uh, If a word is spelled correctly, the Correctly, the pigeon has been taught to peck at the word. If it's not, if it's spelled incorrectly, the pigeon is supposed to peck at a star. Uh, when it's right, uh, the machine hands it some food. What I saw, and this group of researchers from New Zealand said they were able to train four pigeons to consistently, with 70% accuracy, recognize dozens of words. The smartest pigeon. Learned about 60 words so that it could distinguish from about 1,000 non-words. Now, the study published in the September issue of the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, and really, who doesn't, I mean, if it hasn't arrived yet, I'm sure it's on the way, the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. <laughs> wow, I mean, I, can, I can't wait. I mine hasn't arrived yet uh, to get that. Uh, it is the first time that a non-primate has been found to have a, a you know an autographical brain. That means the brain has the ability to recognize letters. Uh, what I saw was pigeons uh, pecking at a word and a star, and waiting to hear when the food dropped into the tray. Uh, I don't know that they actually recognize the words. Okay, I don't know that they actually recognize the words, and I don't know if you know about pigeons. I was around uh, homing pigeons for a long time when I was a little kid, and they're dirty and they're nasty and birds. And, you know, while they're smart and you, you know, tie a rope on their leg with a note and fly them away to get to the destination, uh, recognizing words is a stretch, a stretch, because pigeons are almost, uh, you know, I mean, those bad boys, they're like sky rats, really, and... I don't see where sky rats are recognizing words. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. 